0: Welcome to the
1: Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast. Today we are sitting down with a person with multiple different titles here, we could say, you know, the CEO and founder of Earth and L, which is a supplement company to help female live vibrantly, confident and healthy lives. We're sitting down with a fitness expert with multiple years in the industry, as well as a body positivity coach. And that's going to be the the topic of today. We're going to talk about body positivity, how it affects people, um, how it affects the fitness industry. And um, we're sitting down um, with, with, with Paige Federison. So Paige, very, very great to have you on the podcast. Welcome for the, on the Project Fitness Podcast.
0: Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
1: And you're coming from California.
0: California, yes. We have some clouds today. It's blistering 55. Oh. Brutal. Oh, <laughs> sorry to hear
1: that. Um, it was minus 36 yesterday, um, Celsius, here in Ontario, oh. Canada. And uh, we were the coldest capital in the world yesterday.
0: That is... So, I, those clouds aren't too thick for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you poor... That's that's crazy.
1: But just having a conversation with someone in a place where there's a little bit more sun than here brings some positivity to my world. And uh, it's great to have you on this podcast because this is your field. And with it being 2022, body image is a real interesting topic in, in the health and wellness space. And uh, why don't you just start off with how you kind of got into that as your niche, because people don't tend to go into that field of work and employment.
0: Yeah. So after being a personal trainer for so many years, um, I noticed there's a very sort of like a, a hard regimented energy with personal training. And I mean, it needs to be like that because it's all about, you know, controlling your circumstances so you can expect, you know, results. So, you know, what's working and what isn't. And it definitely is, you know, has its usefulness and has its needs for sure. But I think there's a lot of a negative self-talk and, you know, body shaming and, you know, putting ourselves down in this whole um, unhelpful cycle and mentality that we kind of put ourselves in. And I fell victim to that, you know, feeling like you need to walk around with six pack abs all the time. And it's just, it's not a healthy, a mindset to be in. So I, that's why I started, you know, really talking about body positivity is to bring on this, this light, you can still get the results. You can still be regimented, um, but you don't have to be so hard on yourself in that process. I had
1: a, a text message today from a client and they said, Hey, you're going to need to contact me on messenger and by email for the next two months. So why is that? She said, I'm taking a break from social media. I'm detoxing from social media. So I said, why are you doing that? Uh, I just don't want to look at it anymore. But we both know why she said that. Why is it that social media is affecting people from a negative standpoint when, it talk, when we talk about body image?
0: So I, I I love marketing. It's It's a pastime of mine. So I think you have to let's say, you know, an Instagram model with, you know, 300,000 likes on her photo. It's intriguing to people. It's like a double-sided sword. It's, it's entertaining. It's intriguing. It gets a lot of likes because the content is what people like to see. It's what we value. Um, but you also have to know that it's sort of like a funnel. Instagram is a funnel or social media. It's all a funnel. So whatever gets, a lot of likes you know it's obviously interesting to people but it's a double-sided sword it could also you know give you this this mentality that this is reality when it's not when a lot of these influencers they shoot all their content in one in a couple months period and then they spend the rest of the year pumping out that content and it's a big facade and if people don't really know these things and it can be a really easy trap to fall into And i've fallen into it myself
1: and did you fall into that in your early days? And that's what led you into, into the work you do now?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, I I struggled with um, putting on muscle. Mm-hmm. That was a hard one for me. And it's I think, you know, at a certain time, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to get those results. Like you see people, t- a lot of people do steroids. And a lot of people think that it's not even a thing anymore. But it's still, it's still out there. Um, and, uh, it, it still is very real. So, um, it, it can't, it is definitely something that I fell into. Actually, I did do steroids briefly. It gave me terrible oh. action.
1: <laughs> what, what did you do? What was your, what was your stack? What was your, I mean, this is probably I, more than, than whey protein for anyone listening.
0: I did Anavar. I did, and it's known as being like the girl steroid. It's the mm-hmm. female. Well, it's the the lesser, you know, I actually haven't told anyone that publicly, but yeah, it's known as being like the kind of more mild steroid, but, um, and it did get, it got me the results that I wanted, but I just, I broke out terribly and it really wasn't worth it. And the the mental stuff that you kind of go through and all of the changes that go on with that. Yeah. I did fall into that trap for sure.
1: Competing for like a physique competition or bodybuilding competition. Or you know, I
0: would limited? anything i was in a very bodybuilder gym and i was working amongst these personal trainers who were all on it they were all on it in fact there is even a trainer at my gym who actually unfortunately had a heart attack at the gym and and died there i mean it's it's no joke and it's a lot of people don't talk about it but a lot of people do it
1: you're you're 100 right and um I don't know how long you've been in the the fitness and health world. Uh, I know I got into it in 2003. So it's been a few years and over the years, you know, you can always follow, you can follow the steps, follow the signs. If it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And that goes with anabolics. When people are saying, do you think they are? Anytime you have to question, do you think they probably are? And the main reason is anabolics work greater than anything. They 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 change your body's composition tremendously. Your ability to put on muscle is amplified by tenfold, and that's why people who use it look different. They have Mm -hmm. a certain look to it. You already said that your body changed by your acne, right?
0: Well, yeah, I broke out, but I also I got those results that I wanted in literally six weeks. I had the nice sculpted shoulders. I had you know my my butt got bigger. My my waist was just so slim. It, it did it in six weeks.
1: And what, what's a negative side effects came with that?
0: (laughs) Well, first, like I had, I had terrible acne. I struggled with my skin. So like, you know, doing steroids is probably one of the worst things you could do for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, it, it definitely changed my sexual drive without a doubt. Um, I I would say. hmm? How so? I mean, it was definitely increased, like, without, without a doubt. Um, And I mean, I, I would get that, like, this, this energy, sort of this, like, need to work out this, like, wanting to lift something heavy, I can't really describe it. It was kind of a cool feeling. But then the effects of it, were really harmful for me. Honestly, honestly, if it weren't for my skin breaking out, I probably would have continued doing it. Um, but and but I fell into that negative cycle of comparing myself to others and being like, crap, this isn't work. This is working, but it's giving me the negative side effects. And then, you know what? I just said enough is enough. Like, I don't, I don't need to look like this. I mean, really, isn't the whole reason that we're trying to be healthy or work out is to be healthy. Like the whole reason of us wanting to work out and be, and, you know, make these changes is to be healthy. Then this is not the answer if you continue to, this is why you need to go to a doctor and get lab work regularly like anything that you need to get lab work done regularly is a, is a red flag you know mm-hmm. and it becomes you start to question why you're doing this if this is all just to be healthy and we forget about what's what's really what is really you know considered health it's how are your lab work how's your lab work you know i that is is huge and i think people really overlook you know, how important it is, how your, your triglycerides, your blood pressure, all of that.
1: Okay. So you're saying that when we look at, um, um, health perspective, it's easy to identify who's healthy, versus not healthy. And you're a big believer in the lab work is, is the number one way to go about it. Or is there other ways to look at how are we healthy? I,
0: I wouldn't say it's the number one way, but I think it's an overlooked thing in fitness. We get so focused on like the itty bitty waist
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Instagram models with the big butts and, you know, the perfect skin. And we're all kind of comparing ourselves to this in the name of like being healthy, you know, and it's like, when does that become toxic? So lab work is, you know, a great, is a great way, you know, I think it's overlooked and, you know, it's, I don't know when this will be posted, but it's January right now. So you know, I think it's really important for everyone to to look at that when they're starting a fitness regimen, so they know, you know, what they're at, and it goes more than what you see in the mirror. You know, it, um, you know, obviously muscle tone, and you know, BMI is a bit outdated, but, um, you know, looking at things like that also are really beneficial, other than, you know, Instagram or a mirror to get our self worth.
1: You know, and, uh, um, an interesting thing about about BMI, uh, it's out of uh, for certain populations. But when you look at longevity and duration of life, who lives mm-hmm. the longest, everyone who lives the longest actually falls into the categories of optimal health for BMI. They're usually, you know, they're usually five foot eight. Short people live longer. And everyone knows this. If you're tall out there, sorry to hear that. If you're short, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty tall five foot eight. So I take that um, pretty good. But Tall people don't live as long, shorter people live a little bit longer. And when you're short and you fall into the BMI, this is tough because you've got a lot of muscle mass from a longevity standpoint, you're not going to live to those 90, hundred plus. But then if you don't have a amount of muscle mass, you're going to go the other way. You're going to be filled with disease when you're, you got body weight and stuff. So some people might have a little bit of extra body chub on them. They might be five foot eight and say, well, my BMI says I'm 30. Yeah, you could still be good and feel good and move around good. But if you want to like push those big numbers of like, Hey, I want to live past 80, past 90. Statistically, you're probably not not as good. But back to what you were saying with, with blood work. Now here in Canada, if I ask some of my clients, you need to go get some blood work. In the beginning, that would be a simple recommendation. They would go to their physician saying, you need to get some blood work to see if I'm healthy. So they get the, the basic labs, like the very simple stuff. And it comes back, they am totally healthy. And I'm like, when I look at them, I'm like, well, no, you're not healthy. You, you don't eat. You don't have any sexual drive. Um, you're stressed to the nines. You got rashes on your elbows and stuff uh like it's mm-hmm. through the roof, something is not right here. Mm-hmm. Canada, you can then ask for certain types of blood work to be done. And then sometimes you got to pay out of pocket. If someone want to get lab work done out in the States, how do they go about that? Is, is it similar or what?
0: Um so kind of we can do we can we get basic blood work done. And then if you want to look into it further, insurance will usually cover it, but you know there has to be a reason why. Mm -hmm. there there has to be some sort of, you know, um, something that they're kind of dealing with, but also I think kind of going off of what you're saying, there's also different standards. Like we can look at, I'm not a doctor. I, I wouldn't really know what to do with, with the lab, with the lab order, but there's different standards, um, in what is considered healthy. And I think a lot of times um, a medical doctor will look at something and be like, yeah, that's fine. But a different type of doctor might have a different um, outlook on it and might say, you know what, you might want to take a closer look at this and this. So it's really interesting how data can be subjective depending on.
1: It. And, and like if, you, if you're using um, anabolics of different different mm-hmm. sources over the years, you're, you're going to have blood pressure issues. You're going to have a large heart. Your body will be full of like your CRP numbers will be higher, C-reactive protein, which is an indicator of inflammation. But on the yeah. outside, right, you got the six pack, you got the, the delts, the, delts, the right. delts, right? The Anavar delts and stuff. Um, they, they look good, but on the inside, you're not so good. So it's an unfortunate component of fitness, I find, um, because you look at someone and like you assume everything is great. But then you hear of in the fitness industry, uh, the Olympia, I mean, this past year, a man in his mid 40s passed away, um, a competitor a couple of days out of the Olympia. Like well, how he looks like the alt ultimate human being. He looked like a robot. He looked like a statue. He was so jacked and lean. Well, unfortunately, when you utilize um, anabolics too much, that that tends to be a side effect,
0: right? And when when does the line blur, or when does the when do you cross over from you know being healthy? Is there a certain you know body fat percent range that is like optimal? I mean, I'm sure obviously you know eight to twelve, three to four is not.
1: Mm-hmm
0: or anything, but you really have to look at where the lines are blurred in the fitness industry.
1: It's, it's tough. I I don't know what the best is, what the optimal is. Um, I'm a big believer in thriving in life. When you feel like you're thriving, you're like, I get up in the morning. My energy's good. I go to bed. I sleep well. I have good sexual health. I don't get out of breath when I hit the top of the stairs. I feel like I can tackle anything. I've got good emotional balance. I think like that's a good way at looking at health overall, um, But you, you're big on body positivity. So what are some things you might encourage other people to look for when they want to do that?
0: Yeah. So I love that your client honestly noticed that maybe she's falling into some negative self talk, um, that, and that she deleted social media. I'm a big fan of whatever is not serving you, you know, get rid of it. Um, getting, having regular appointments with your doctor and being on board with them, um, about what's going on under, you know, underneath the skin and all of that. Um, Also, you know, mental health is a big one too. And I think it's, it's hard to have these goals, but then to still have stuff foundationally that we need to kind of address. It's really hard to, you know, get when you're here to get all the way over there when, you know, maybe you're struggling with depression, maybe you're struggling with anxiety. I think a lot of people go to the gym and they feel like they need to, I heard someone talking the other day, they're like, I'm, I'm going to a new gym. And this girl is like, actually a trainer. She's like, I'm going to a new gym. I need to stand on the Stairmaster and do, you know, an inventory of what is going on in the gym, get an idea of where all the equipment is, just so you don't look lost. And this is someone who's literally a trainer. So if she feels this way, I really can't imagine how someone who's maybe never stepped into a gym might feel, you mm-hmm. know, seeing people that they're comparing themselves to. And it's just like, I think having radical self-acceptance for this is where we're at, you know, this is where I'm at today, you know, but, and that's okay. I, that's okay. You know, stopping like, a, a, comparing ourselves to others and just accepting where we're at and that we're making these steps forward because the, the more we get hung up on, you know, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not there. I'm not where I want to be. I gained 20 pounds over COVID, you know, whatever. Um, the more we punish ourselves for that, the darker, the deeper into the hole we get. And it's really hard to push out of that. So just letting it go. It's a new day. It's a new year, just moving forward.
1: How do we stop comparing ourselves to others? What are some tips? Is deleting social media like your number one? Is that a a simple go-to?
0: I think so. But also like, what do we love about ourselves? Stopping pointing out what we don't like about ourselves. What do we love about ourselves? What, you know, and it's not always just physical. I think it can be mental too. Um, You know, who we are as a person, Um, there's so many other ways that we can, you know, appreciate ourselves and it doesn't always have to be, you know, sitting in a gym and, you know, counting reps. Um, it can be other ways too, but yeah, I think, um, having, changing what the conversation that we tell ourselves, you know, what, what do we see when we look in the mirror? Do we see ourselves for our flaws or do we see ourselves for who we are?
1: Is there toxic um, words that people tend to use a lot? And you're like, oh, that, that's one there. And I'll give you an example. So I coach um, powerlifters. And I see this with a lot of men, more women, but I, I see it a lot. Um, usually a younger age group in that 20 to 25 they come in. And the first thing they start doing when we start working together is they, they send me some of their videos. And they're very quick to say how bad they are. Here's my trash bench press. Here's my garbage squat here's my week, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, you know what, if we compare you to the world champion, that is trash. That is garbage. But if we compare you to 99% of the people in the gym, you're working out with, you're the strongest. Yeah. Like you're doing okay. You're you're doing okay. And I'm, I'm always caught off guard when they come in with this this negative condensation, this negative toxic words they use all the time. So, correct me if I'm wrong here. What you would suggest as a as a coach? I I, I lay the hammer down very quick and I say no negative talk, no negative talk. You send me a video, no negative talk with it. I, send me a video and tell me what you like about it. Send me a video and what you think you need to improve on, but no negative toxic words. I found that pretty effective for a lot of people. In the beginning, they get caught off guard. Some people don't. Don't. Who Who is this guy? And I'm like, no, no, just, just chill. Be positive and better things will happen. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I I think that's a great approach, definitely. Um, And having, you know, specific questions, like specific, you know, goals that we're getting to. I think the quality of our life, this is a quote, I think, from t- Tony Robbins, the quality of li- our life depends on the quality of questions that we ask ourselves. So instead of getting into the, well, oh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, ask yourself, where are you at and where do you want to be and what steps you need to take to get in you know, to where you want to be. But also it's, um, you know, who cares if you're the the best bench um, presser in the gym or the worst, it's not comparing ourselves to anyone else, period. Where are we at? Because maybe this person's a natural born athlete and, you know, they have amazing potential, um, and comparing them to, you know, the person in the gym, it's not like an accurate, but like, you know just understanding where we're at as human beings you know the guy who unfortunately passed away who's, who you said you know looks like a robot we're not supposed to look like robots we're not supposed to look like machines we're human beings so you know not um just understanding where each of us is at and that comes with having a high level of self awareness of what we're capable of and what um what we've been going through, where we're at, you know, maybe this person knew nothing about powerlifting six months ago, but they've gotten to this point and that's great for them. You know what I mean? So like not comparing ourselves to anyone at all, just seeing the person for who they are and what each individual is capable of.
1: I think what's a uh, tough for a lot of people is their exposure to what they view is the best of the best. They see the highlight reel. Like you already mentioned the Instagram people are going to spend a short amount of time recording all this great stuff then they're just going to drip it out over a year period. And I've known people who I'm getting shredded. Hey, what are you getting shredded for? Well, I got to record content. Oh, okay. So you're going to get shredded, record your content, and then just drip Mm -hmm. it out over a full 12 months or something, right? Kind of like what you're saying. And that's not real, right? Right
0: it's not it's not reality and it's unfortunate that with social media this is what um you know people are seeing nowadays but that's why you know we have podcasts like this you know and you know trying to teach people i think there'll always be challenges in life so
1: do you think it's trickling down into the younger generations as well like how 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 low do you think this would be going i got kids i don't know about you i got two guys, I got a 5 and a 7 year old and like they're into like pokemon and roblox so they don't have to be exposed to any of this stuff yet, but do you think it's happening at the younger generation?
0: I don't have kids, but um, my boyfriend does have a son. He's seven. He's adorable. Um, I think that they, I think they're a very accepting generation. It's kind of cool. I think um, millennials, <laughs> were are in between the boomers and Gen Z. We're a bit more judgmental. So I would, I would hope that people become to see things for who they truly are more.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. It's a tough space to be in, be in 2022, right? With, with COVID. I don't know what it's like down in California, but we're kind of shut down over here in Ontario, locked down. The kids are not at school. Schools are shut down. Like my gym is shut down. And so there's a lot of screen time. A lot of people are just online and they're not, they're not seeing people. There's not a lot of socializing. So they're looking for that dopamine hit with Uh, electronics and stuff. I don't think that's great for everybody.
0: No, I honestly I feel for, you know, the younger, the younger generation going through COVID. I mean, honestly, I really couldn't imagine we can get in our car and at least drive somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope, you know, with time or, you know, radical self-awareness, people continuing to look at their lives, I mean, like, is this making me happy? Um, I hope with time people start you know waking up and coming out of it but we'll see what thing we're not as locked down here we we have masks and people are not happy about the mask like I will take the mask over the over the lockdowns
1: Mm -hmm. yeah to double me up I'll wear two masks right yeah um with your background and your story we even get to your full story why why don't you talk about where you started you were into the fitness stuff and then you branched into where you are now what what's the in-between there
0: yeah. So, um, I did, I was a personal trainer for a while. I loved, I loved personal training. Uh, it, it was really fun. Um, I did kind of take a break from that. I did some real estate investing for a bit. Um, I got in, into e-commerce throughout COVID. And, um, when I, when I realized I wanted to, to start my own business, I, I thought I kind of did inventory my whole life and, came across supplements and I was like, oh my God, this is so perfect because it's a way for me to, you know, give back to my community, give back to, um, you know, women and help help people, you know, work through some of that negative self-talk. And, you know, we have a great community on our Facebook where we post regularly um, body positive content. And it's a, it's a great positive place for people for people to come and hang out, especially during, you know, all these hard times and yeah.
1: What's this Facebook group called?
0: Uh, Our Facebook page is called XO Earth and L.
1: XO Earth and L. And and, um, Earth and L is your company.
0: It is, yes. It's my supplement business. Um, Our mission is to help women live a vibrant, confident, and healthy life. So, yeah.
1: When I go into a supplement store and I want to buy protein, if I walk up to the person and I say, yeah, I want to get some protein, come with me. They bring me around the corner. They show me the... Ten-pound bags or the five-pound tubs, and they usually have ridiculous names like Monster Mass, right, or like like Horse Protein, and <laughs> they're just these giant tubs, which are only fifty percent full, right? They're never full, right? Even these big these big ass bags are never full. But then, if I wanted to go over and look at protein for females, the first thing I notice is it's much smaller. It's much more petite than, you know, just Mm -hmm. the the labels, the colors are different, lighter, usually lighter blue, lighter pink, Mm -hmm. but does supplementation really matter in the difference between males and females?
0: That is a loaded, I mean, it really depends on what, on what we're taking. I mean, are we taking, you know, protein powder? Are we taking, there's plenty of supplements designed out there specifically for women. Um, I know a lot of, you know, natural supplements that help regulate your hormones. Um, I mean, it really depends. But If you're looking at strictly protein powder, I would say it, it really is more based on your goals. It's really more based on on where you want to be. But, but I think the marketing, it does play into it a lot yeah. without it
1: it's crazy and then really? like your line of supplements like how many products do you offer
0: so we just launched so we have we have one product right now mm-hmm. it's in collagen gummy um yeah so we're launching out uh, additional products this year so keep an eye out
1: you say it's collagen gummies
0: yeah so it's a vegan collagen gummy it's a it's a heart-shaped gummy
1: a vegan collagen
0: yeah yeah So it has um, vitamin C, it has amino acids and vitamin A, biotin, all of this, which helps your body produce its own natural collagen.
1: Isn't collagen from connective tissues on animals?
0: It is, it is, yes. So this- is
1: Taking it from plants.
0: Yeah, essentially. So it's a unique blend of amino acids. Amino acids are a huge role in collagen production, vitamin C, biotin and vitamin A. So taking that in conjunction with obviously making lifestyle changes um, can have really big impact on our health, on our skin, on our joint care, all of that.
1: Collagen is super popular now. I mean, if you ask anyone in fitness maybe five years ago and you say, hey, are you on the collagen train? They'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, like, but now, now I, seem, I see it all over the place and uh, it seems to be a very popular supplementation to have for people.
0: Yeah. It, it helps also, you know, power lifters and it helps with their, their joints mostly. Mm-hmm. It's as you know, collagen is the the cushion in between our joints. And so it helps replenish that, mm-hmm. especially if, you know, when we're lifting heavy, we're really stressing our body. So it's important that we keep our tissues nice and lubricated so that we can continue doing what we're doing.
1: Absolutely. And your product is available online or is it available like in the store? How's that work?
0: Yeah, we're on Amazon right now. You can go to our website, earthandl.com and it'll take you uh, to our product.
1: you hard to get on Amazon. I've never like sold anything on Amazon. I was just curious. Really?
0: I mean, well, that's a whole nother story. But I, uh, I opened up a Amazon store in my lunch break when I had a nine to five. During, um, yeah. Well, that's a whole nother thing. It was, it was crazy. So, I mean, you can, you can sign up. Anyone can really open it, a store.
1: How's that work? If you don't have a product in hand, then how can you open a store? Would you have it with like a third party distributor?
0: Um, well, I mean, now I have a product in hand. I, if, when I started, I was drop shipping.
1: Mm,
0: okay. um, so I, it's like a retail arbitrage. You kind of find something that's selling for cheaper somewhere else, and you sell it on on Amazon. It's it's a whole thing. It's yeah, you don't really need the product in hand to drop ship. Um, but obviously, you know, you, you do eventually go to a manufacturer, place, a PO, and then, you know, get the product and then you send it to Amazon. (laughs) That's the short version of it.
1: Yeah. I think Amazon runs the world. I mean, I don't know where you can't get stuff from Amazon. I mean, I heard once in like Costa Rica, like it even goes to Costa Rica. You just got to wait a little bit longer. You can get anything from Amazon anywhere these days.
0: It's really cool.
1: Yeah. If you're working with, um, if a young person we will say, uh, low twenties female um, contacted you and said, I struggle with self-esteem. I I have a lot of self-esteem issues. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like any clothes I wear. I don't like working out in a gym when there's mirrors. What advice would you give someone like that? And have you been in that position at one time?
0: (sighs) Um, What advice I would say delete all social media get off of it get off of all of it start putting content into your life that is going to help retrain your brain start focusing on what you can do you know i i have the i mean working out it's it's there's a lot of people who just have disabilities and can't do it so even you know looking at it in that point and being like i have the ability to go out and you know change the things that we want to change about ourselves, but appreciate ourselves for who we are. And I would say if they're really, really struggling, um, seeing a mental health counselor, getting therapy, um, making sure that I think a lot of times our, our circle has a lot to do with that. Are there negative people in our lives? You really have to do a full audit inventory of, of your life, um, getting toxic people out. If you have parents or, you um, siblings or friends that are very um, superficial and they're constantly telling you, obviously you're not going to feel good about yourself. Um, So it is, it is a process for sure. Um, I I mean, I've definitely struggled with it myself um, when I had acne. I mean, honestly, it is one of the hardest things that I think someone can go through because even right here, you know, I'm sitting here and it's like, everyone's looking at my face, you know, it's not like, it's something that you can always hide. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I Unless it's is. a pandemic.
0: Right. Like you
1: right. just, you, you hit the wrong timeline because <laughs> you could wear, you could wear a mask now, right?
0: <laughs> right, right. That's true. But yeah.
1: Yeah, the timeline doesn't really work out that, ideally on that one. I always said that with this pandemic, like if you've got beautiful eyes, it's your time to shine.
0: Right, sure. right. But I think a lot of people are Zooming now and mm-hmm. it's like, you don't get to see someone in, in person anymore. So it is kind, it depends on, you know, your situation, I think too. And I think a lot of people are on social media. And if you feel like you can't post on social media because you're hiding and then that's your way to communicate with people, I could see how it would be really hard for people.
1: How do you but, like to use social media?
0: Um. So I, I, Personally, I use social media a lot to network with people in, you know, the business arena. Um, I I don't use Facebook personally, but I use it all the time for messaging to network with people. Facebook has changed my life. I've had a very, to get a, a side note since, you know, since we're here, I, I did some modeling and I posted some, a picture of me modeling um, and it kind of went viral on Facebook with a lot of people in third world countries. And that's when I realized. <laughs> That the quality of your followers matters a lot more than the quantity. <laughs> so I actually had to get off of it. I had to completely delete that Facebook because it, I was getting just all, all the things I couldn't even log in. My friend was like, don't do this, do not accept them. And I didn't listen. So I have a whole new one that is all like business people, um, you know, more for networking and stuff. And then I use more Instagram personally. Um, but it is something that I have to keep an eye on. And I have, I do catch myself, um, you know, falling into these traps and I, I have to delete it sometimes or have like a talk with myself. Like, look, this is not reality. This is their highlight reel. You have to continuously, you know, they're not posting, um, you know, when they're having their bad days, they're not posting that. So I, you have to remind yourself. And also I like, you know, being like, look, Hey, just so you know, <laughs> I still struggle. I'm still a human being. So
1: yeah. So, yeah. Well, we, all are, we all have our good days and our bad days. Instagram terrifies <laughs> me. Let me explain why. Do you remember it was like two months ago when Facebook and Instagram shut down for like four hours, mm-hmm. like and the world slowly kind of came to a halt. It depends right? what you utilize it for. Mm-hmm. I, I, when COVID first hit, I had to change kind of like my business model and I had to utilize social media more. So I put some time and, 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 and emphasis in that. And then I built it up. It was good. My social media following is, is strong. Um, it, it supports my, my business a lot. And then I utilize it um, to showcase a lot of people I work with as well. Instagram could be gone tomorrow. Someone yeah. could hack my account and it's gone tomorrow. I'm not worried about people finding out my address. I'm not worried about, I don't care about people know my middle name. I'm worried about losing what I've kind of built. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that, um, you know, people who run Facebook and Instagram, they're very aware of that, but I I don't know what the other option is.
0: So the other option, A, turn on two-factor authentication.
1: write
0: Write that down. Turn on two-factor. Everyone who's listening, two-factor authentication. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but you get what I'm trying to say. Um, and um, having an email list is super important. Good old phone numbers and emails. And, you know, for the business, people who are into business, having an email list mm-hmm. is super, super important. Are,
1: are blogs dying out or are they coming back?
0: Are what? Excuse me?
1: Blogs. Blogs.
0: Um, I think, I think they're coming back. I would say so. I think throughout, you know, doing the business launch, I really realized the value of having an email list because Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's, you can always retarget them. And there are people who, you know, know your brand, like your brand, want to follow you because of that. So you want to give them, give them what the people want
1: i'm a part of a lot of email lists you know subscribe to things or you know drop your email address so you can get this 10 percent discount off this thing okay here it is right and then what ends up happening is i i get this trap i get an email notification i check on oh it's from this company or whatever and then i the subject line says hey chris i'm like shit they know me so i start (laughs) reading and i'm like hey i'm reading like wait a minute they're not really saying hi to Chris. I'm just another, you know what I mean? Like it starts off genuine and you think it's personal and then all of a sudden it's fake. And then you continually get multiple follow-up emails. And I always felt kind of down by that. Maybe <laughs> it's just me. Well, at first I got excited. I'm like, Oh, I got a new friend on the, on the internet, but not anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean that it, it can happen. And that's when, you know, people have to come in and, and be authentic in their, in their marketing.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you use like automated systems like that with, you, with your business?
0: I do. I mean, we're we're working on on growing it for sure. It's a, a work in progress.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in I of, Instagram's a funny thing because them and the, the Meta universe it is now and so forth. They're, they're, there's so much control. I find where they're they're controlling a lot of things of what you see. Like you and I are talking right now. I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna get a notification here about any of the products we mentioned already. I'm gonna get probably Anavar stuff popping right. up now, right? <laughs> and I, exactly. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand how that even worked, but um, you know, sometimes it's good. You know, I talked about taking a trip to um, uh, Croatia not too long ago. And then sure enough, Sail Croatia, which I don't know if you know, I didn't know. It's, it's a company that sets up for sailing if you want to do that in Croatia. So I clicked right. on it. <laughs> I had a look. It looks pretty good.
0: <laughs> now they know everything. They know your kids' names and they're going to send them a birthday card. <laughs>
1: Hundred percent. But if you're listening, uh, but if you're listening here, what I took away from you so far was getting an email list, getting contacts, and holding on to those contacts, and the double authentication or two-factor authentication with your your social media. So that that's good. I'm definitely going to make that change because it is worrisome, right? If it could be gone,
0: it is. Yeah, and there's so many so many scams out there. It's it's crazy. It really is. Someone found me on WhatsApp this morning, and I'm like. How did you even find, I, I don't even know how this person got my number. They're like in another country. You should. I, even. Yeah,
1: I, I wish I had some handy. If people want to try to scam me online through messaging and they want to waste my time, I make sure I waste double their time. Right. I, engage, I do. I engage. I, I have conversation they say, who are you? Where are you from? Blah, 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 And I always say, well, you know, I'm from Uranus and blah, blah, blah. and And they, I go with it. And they just, they, they read over it like, cause it's an automated bot or something. They just kind of keep going. And I, I'll i just, I'll troll them and I'll play along for multiple days in a row having conversations and eventually just come right out and be like this. Hank, hey, you're wasting my time. I'm going to waste your time too. Right. That's this. I, I waste a lot of my life doing that, and that's not the good side of it. But um, to some of my uh, my clients, I send them some of the screenshots sometimes, and they're like, "You're ridiculous," and I'm like, "No, they're wasting my time. They're going to get a double back." These, <laughs> scams are bad. Like here in Canada, we have we have a big one. This was a, a major issue. It is you get contact by um, CRA. So our CRA is Canadian Re- Revenue Agency. What do you guys have? You got the IRS in the states, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So in Canada, CRA same thing. Uh There were these scams going around where they would text you or they'd contact you on social media. Like it's CRA. You have an outstanding bill of $4,000 or a number contact this number here to make payment right away. And then sure enough, you just, you contact the number and they start saying like, you got to send us this, this now, and then we'll reduce it down to like 1000, something along those lines. And for for me and you, if we heard that today, we'd be like, that's a huge scam. That's ridiculous. But I've got aunts, uncles, My mother at one time was like, what is this? You know, if you're at a maybe 10 or 20 or 50 years older than us, you don't know that. And people are falling for that scam all the time. It's terrible. It is.
0: I actually um, almost was scammed. Oh, no. I was, um, I was applying for a job and I had an interview with a company and they emailed me and said, we want to, bring you on and like I actually interviewed for this company and they someone came in and like breached their email or something and I I felt for it because it was it was December it was the holidays mm. you know like, I I I can't believe, I literally sent someone a copy of my ID oh, no. I did it's out there on the dark webs
1: <laughs> did anything with there any negative side effects from that Like, did you struggle to like in your bank accounts or travel? Any of that come up?
0: Nothing happened, but I checked my email um, one day, and they said if you had been contacted by this person to that it was a scam. And I ended up contact um, getting in touch with like you know someone in the in the company, and they're like, yeah, that I'm I'm so sorry. We still had no idea how they even breached their email cause they had data on who like interviewed with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at who I sat down and had an interview with. Like, I don't know, she was, she did say she was from the Bay area. You never know, <laughs> you never know. I don't know. So yeah. it was crazy.
1: Yeah, I once, uh, I was subletting an apartment and uh, this was many years ago when I was in uh, university. And we got a contact It was a guy representing his daughter. So my daughter's going to transfer that university. She's going to come there in September. We'll, we'll rent out your place. Oh, that's great. That's good to know. Uh-huh. Um, but we're from another country. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you X amount of dollars to this bank account. We'll cash this check. You got to send us back half for the flight. And you keep the other half for the first month's deposit. And I'm like, that sounds shady. That sounds so shady. But it kind of sounds true. Now, this was like 2006. So at the time when the internet in my world wasn't as massive as it is now, I was like, I don't know about this. So I, lit- I went into a bank and I said, I don't know if this is real or not. Can you help me out with this? And very quickly, like, they had the right people on it. And it was a scam that had been successful many times before with this one person. Like, they they had, like, a record of this person who busted a lot of people doing that. And this is just in, the, like, the Maritimes of, uh, of Canada. But it was just one of those ridiculous scams. I, di- I didn't go through. Luckily enough, I went in to ask. But, you know, if it smells like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. That's I wouldn't, do they ever catch the person? Do you know?
1: I don't know what happened next. I just know that they had, this person was known, you know, by the, um, uh, by the police and so forth. This was an investigation or something that's been going on for a while. Yeah.
0: I think also getting um, a VPN, I mean, now we're getting into like data and like security and all that, but um, VPNs are super, do, do you know what a VPN is?
1: Um, I've, isn't this like an individual internet uh, line or something?
0: sort of it like it blurs, so you can tell a lot about someone based off of their ip address mm. and it it masks your ip address so you can even get netflix uh in another country Ooh. um by using you, got, just
1: so you know your net your netflix is 10 times better than ours is it you got so much more because I know guys got an American one and we're in Canada. You guys yeah. have so much more. You have shows. You have updates. Like, everything is – like, we have, like, the – we have the yard sale version of Netflix. That's essentially what it is. Okay, you guys got the Rolls-Royce and we got yard sale stuff over here. We got, a, you know, a 50-year-old car kind of scenario here. Um, but, yeah, your Netflix is, is way better than ours.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I think um, FinTech and all that data is, is really – the future. I, I was actually just talking to someone about it. And they're like, the data they have on us now, like they know what we're going to buy five years from now,
1: which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Paige, um, it's been a pleasure having you on here. I know we kind of went off off the yeah. road and we'll talked a little bit more, but some of the takeaways that I have today from you is um, when it comes to body image and, and self, self-esteem is identify what is valuable to you. Remove toxic from your, your circle. I, you mentioned that and mm-hmm. kind of remove social media. If it's not, what do you say? If it's not serving you, am I right to say
0: that? Being mindful of the impact that the information we're absorbing is having on our lives. Mm-hmm. Then, um, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go
1: ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say, uh, uh, what do you elaborate on that?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. i um, I mean, being, being mindful. Oh, if you're, using Instagram and you're finding workouts on there and you're, you know, using it as, um, you know, a source of inspiration, but being, you know, extremely vigilant and, um, having a high level of self-awareness to when does that cross into, um, positivity or toxicity? Um, when does it go from being helpful to hurtful? being really aware of that and knowing that health can come in so many different shapes and sizes. It's not always how much you can squat. It's, um, you know, our mental health, it's how is our body functioning inside? It's not just what we see in the mirror because a lot of times, you know, someone can look at someone being thin, but on paper they're, you know, not really super healthy or, you know, they look super healthy. They don't look super healthy in person. Maybe, you know, they've um, you know, got a little more loving going on, but you know, it's at the end of the day, they're still really healthy and it, it can come in so many different shapes and sizes.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately you can't wear health, you know, leave like other things, you know, we show it because it varies from person to person. You started right off the bat. So when you were younger, you struggled to put on muscle. You were, I presume an ectomorph, very lean in the struggle to put on muscle. That is not a common reason why people go to the gym. You'll find young men will have that side, that issue. And you'll have probably more young females or females who want to lose body fat on, on average more. Right. Mm -hmm. We're all different. Right. I always say that the worst, the worst, the worst day about when it comes to fitness and stuff is your first day in the gym, because as soon as you go into the gym, you're always going to be like, like, you're never done. You're always chasing something. And when you're done with the gym, I always say like that's death and there's nothing wrong with that. it's good to always try to challenge yourself, push yourself. But what you said so much here about love yourself, celebrate what you can do you know if you're the type of person that at one point could not jog for 10 minutes and now you can celebrate that i think it's a good thing and i think that would build up a little bit more body positivity wouldn't you say
0: because that negative self-talk it does not get us in there like we're getting into psychology and negative feedback and positive feedback if you continue to beat yourself up at the gym you're not going to want to go you're just not going to want to i
1: agree Thank you so much for coming on the Project Fitness Podcast. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, um, what is your website and where would your social media handles be found?
0: Yeah, our website is earthnl.com and our social media is XO and L.
1: Great. And what I'll do is I'll link that into um, the show notes here. So when listening, you can just go to the bottom, have a gander, hit the click button, make your way over there and then see what she's selling. Get some of that, some of that uh, collagen as well and so forth. So thank you so much for coming on Project Fitness Podcast.
0: Thank you for having me, Chris. I had so much fun.
1: Me too. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, We will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.